Why are you going to the gym so much? Working out. Trying to get in, sh to get in shape. All, All right. Uh, we got Ski Mask Collective, SMC, home of constant content. Now we have on our hands the report that is said to prove that Brian McCarthy did, in fact, not write the Dos Equis ad. Now, Dominic66 uh, from Twitter is the one who came up with the report. He says he spent hours, not days, proving this and that it could have been done a long time ago. Dominic? Now it's, Domin it's Dominic88, right? Is it 88? Dominic 88. No, oh, my bad. Uh, Dominic 888. It was 666, but Dave Landau uh, got rid of the 666 one. So it's 88 now. <laughs> All right. That works even better. All right. So, like, it, it's – I guess you decided to dive deep into this after he appeared on my show and he, the interview at 34 minutes in, right after Brian declares that Kevin is a cunt and his own worst enemy and needs medication, he gets asked about the Dosaki story. Now, the fans want proof. Right, Dominic? <laughs> The fans, well, the fans, all the fans ever needed to do was Google any of the characters that were, this was the greatest one because this is the first time Brian gave us so many specific facts. He gave us so many names. He gave us, he started off. With hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, on my show, he never mentioned any names, but when he was on Ski Man's show, he went into detail. Yeah. He went into incredible detail. And actually some of these details he has brought up before when he was on Jim and Sam, he brought up the Dos Equis thing, and he brought up Paul Heyman and Steve Carell. And Dominic, you and took notes, right? Immediately when he brought up Paul Heyman and Steve Carell, Sam Roberts, who knows Paul Heyman, immediately started to snicker. Because oh. he knows Brian's just a bullshit artist. And even the facts that he was giving about how Steve Carell was partners with Paul Heyman was not partners with Paul Heyman. But he was an employee of Paul Heyman when ECW went bankrupt. He was the guy they brought in to do the financials, and the company went bankrupt. I'm not saying that's Steve's you're talking, fault. You're talking, about the, you're talking about the wrestling now, not the Dos Equis. Uh, what Brian said when he went on Ski Mask is the Steve Carell guy is the person who contacted him to be involved with the Dos Equis. But Steve is also a scumbag, as, as said here, right? He's... Uh group of women wrestlers have spoken out about Steve? <laughs> well, all the products that Steve has made are very... He, he did a project called the Urban Wrestling Federation, which was like WWE, if you had like low-end hip-hop, it was all like black guys, it was all like uh, a very suggestive... It, it, it was like a cult classic, but it, it was just a horrible product. And this is what... This guy has nothing to stand behind. Like, all he ever did was very low-end products. Yeah, all of these seem like they would not get a lot of views. Uh, CZW Girls, Hot and Sweaty. What, is that like the – is these some of the products that he had he had filmed? And this guy has – so he said he had something to do with the Dosakis ad, but he's a scumbag. He doesn't have any connection to Dosakis or to ad agency. I love no, every minute no, of this. Uh, he has no connections with any of these things. It, this is it's crazy. Impossible. And then uh, it, it goes on to, you know, he starts talking about Mirrorball that's owned by M Michael Bladder. He claims yes. they worked so with McCarty, made, right? Well, that's one of the facts that Brian brought up that he didn't even seem to know. He, he it's my favorite part. That, uh, that, well, there's a many, many favorite parts in this, but <laughs> he brought up that uh, Dos Equis was owned by McCarty, and he went right. off about Bacardi and all these Bacardi things. Dos Equis has never been – Owned by Bacardi. <laughs> yeah, it's owned by Heineken, right? 
It's owned by Heineken. It's originally <laughs> owned by Mexican conglomerate. But oh. yeah, they, uh, during this campaign, Heineken had bought them. Because oh they, they, during this campaign that started in 2006 with Dos Equis, they turned the entire brand around. It went from a little local Mexican product. Every year they were boosting sales with this campaign. Like they turned it from something that was nothing into something that was incredible. And right. none of the people who Brian knows had anything to do with it. So, so well, the ad that the ad campaign started in 2006, right? And then, brought, but Brian's timeline says that it was four years into it whenever he was hearing about the most interesting man. Well, the earliest Brian could have got involved, according to his own little story, is when Steve Carell contacted him and said that this Michael Bladder was interested in having him work for him. Right. And Michael Blatter didn't get involved with those decades. The best part is the best part is the guy's name is Michael Blatter and, and Brian can't even make puns about his name. <laughs> he's not even here to, to defend the pun. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, he's not here to just pun the guy to death. But so my question is, so Brian, you looked into it because Brian, you just know he was full of shit, right? And you just were like, you just thought, let me look into it. And then you just found out everything Brian said doesn't hold up what brian seems to do is he seems to mash stories together like he takes i'm sure that he knows this michael bladder from somewhere this michael bladder is very he does a lot of projects in new york and la he works with he works with bacardi he works with dosakis he did not do anything with their ad campaign what he does is event planning uh what's it called it's uh Pioneering Experimental Agency is what that Mirrorball does. There's all sorts of YouTube videos with Mirrorball. They do they do fantastic parties. They promote the brand, but it's on a very local level. They're not the ad agency. They're not the guys who came up with the concept. They're not the guys who wrote the billboards. When, when, when uh, Brian was on Ski Mask Collective, he said that he had traveled to L.A. He looked up and he saw a billboard and he phoned Michael Bladder and said is that is that one of ours did i write that oh, like fuck God. off brian you stupid fuck did it you says, write that no you didn't write the fucking billboard you know you didn't write the fucking billboard it, it it says here too that he uh in whenever he did my show he threw up a reference to writing the material in the very room he was doing the podcast in but in earlier youtube videos he brings up that he didn't even move to park slope until after 2010 years after the campaign was already running yeah, that's another thing with Brian. Like he, he has all these YouTube videos. Like we were, me, Joe Exotic, a bunch of the guys, we were really attacking Brian. Then I started watching these videos that he has on YouTube. He's got all his children's birthday parties on YouTube, and they're adorable. Like he, I don't understand why this guy pretends to be somebody who he's not. Mm. Like he should, he should embrace. He's had a lot of great experiences. He's got a nice family. I don't understand why the guy has to make up such bullshit. Do you do you think that he was expecting a, a a big report to come out about this, and that's why he got off Twitter when he did? I think he's very used to dealing with people who who don't check into things, and I think the reason he has no friends is because like all these guys who he mentioned would be laughing at him. They know <laughs> he didn't. None of the and that's the key thing. Like if Adam brings this up with Brian, ask him. Brian, if you were involved with this project, why don't any of the names that you mentioned say that they were part of the Dos Equis campaign? Because they don't. It's, it would be a huge claim to fame, especially for a little guy who does pornography and does cheap-ass fucking wrestling shit.
That's Steve Carell. Wait, so this you... would be the feather in his cap, and he does not have this anywhere in any of his bios. So the bladder guy, did you contact them directly, or you just investigated it? I just investigated Michael Bladder. The Michael Bladder is an incredible guy. He's been doing these projects for the last 20 years, working with Bacardi, working with Dos Equis. He does these huge parties in, in New York. He does events. He does all sorts of different projects. Like, he's not, he's not an idiot. He's not a loser. But is that where he, Brian he, met he him? must be somebody Did Brian, Brian knows meet him through his parties? Did Brian meet him as, like, when Brian was, like, a party planner? I bet that's what happened. Yeah. It also says that uh, that uh, Brian said that Mirrorball is owned by Michael Bladder, and he does he own Mirrorball? Mirrorball is owned by Michael Bladder. That okay, is not, it is. That okay. is not the advertising agency that did the Dos Equis thing. Right, right. Mirrorball, yeah, but my question is, Dominic. My question is, do you think yes. Brian met? He met Michael Bladder when he was like when Brian used to work at strip clubs or whatever. He met him through that, and then maybe this Michael Bladder got him got him something like he was just he became he started pitching jokes through uh for the Dosaki stuff he sold a couple of jokes or whatever and then brian makes it seem like it's much bigger than it is well even um, then uh go ahead, i'm not go even ahead. sure that that's the case like brian has brought up that he did the karaoke thing in new york city uh his wife on uh brian's wife's jocelyn on her uh linkedin page all her jobs are catering and different jobs like that in new york city all the type, same type of uh, things that Michael Bladder was involved with. So perhaps Brian met him through there. Boy. So Brian, what does Brian say his connection to Michael Bladder is? He doesn't really give any. He hasn't given details at this point. I believe Brian is going to have to come up with a response. Who knows well, what Brian is supposed Ski Mask, who did he say he used to get to Dos Equis, uh, ads? The Steve well, he, uh, Harrell's the the Steve guy, yeah. He says that that was the guy who, who he was able to get the Dos Equis ad from, but Steve never had anything to do with no connection to Dos Equis or to ad agency. And because uh, so, all of his credits it, are right here. What did Brian say his connection to Michael Blatter was? Let's see. I'm, I'm reading Dominic's report right here. trying to. He never gave any. He just said this is like – Oh, yeah, he, he just starts he said, babbling. Yeah, that was in the... Yeah, he was said like that his brother, uh, Michael Bladder's brother, works for Sirius. So he throws that out, which is one of Brian's lines. You know, it, this is a big guy. This is a guy who works for Sirius. This is his brother, Michael Bladder, who's a huge... He's a big guy. He does a lot of stuff, but he, did, he doesn't work for an ad agency. He does consumer events. He does... Uh, one of their ads they have, they, they do bar mitzvahs, big parties, and consumer events. He doesn't not, and they do so, not do a major ad campaign. And who did Sam Roberts know that Brian mentioned? Uh, Sam Roberts knows uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman used to own ECW. He's actually the lead writer of uh, WWE Monday Night Raw at the moment. Yeah, he's yeah, in WWE. What did Brian, what Brian, did Brian say his connection, what did Brian say his connection to him was? Uh, none. Well, he said, uh, he Bri said Brian Steve says Steve's, Steve talked about being Paul's partner when in reality Steve worked for Paul. He wasn't his partner at all, right? Yeah, no. Uh, Paul had already moved on to WWE. Yeah. And he left a lot of fight at. Paul Heyman is another guy who's a bit of a, a bit like Brian. He tells a lot of stories. He does a lot of bullshit. And he He's unemployed. Steve. <laughs> Steve in the lawsuit, in the bankruptcy lawsuit of ECW, Steve Corral was claiming 
He was owed over $150,000 from ECW. And he was lying? I have no idea whether he was owed that money. Paul Heyman oftentimes will find money marks. He, he was trying to get uh, Billy Corgan, who I know Chad has met, he's trying to get Billy Corgan to invest in ECW about the same time Steve Carell came on. And Billy just laughed because the, the deal that Paul Heyman offered Billy Corgan was a disaster. Like he was just trying to get, he was just a money mark. He was just trying to get money to keep his company going. Perhaps if ECW would have had more money, it could have continued. But most people just laughed at him. And Billy Corgan actually owns WCW, right? No, Billy Corgan owns NWA. NWA. N NWA, that's right. <laughs> Billy Corgan's a huge wrestling fan. What's NWA? It's the NWA old defunct. Go ahead, Dominic. It's an older wrestling organization. It's got oh, name okay. value. It's what Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. It was the original thing before WCW when Ted Turner bought he basically bought the NWA and he turned it into WCW. But it's nothing to do with the, the rap group NWA, right? No. Brian McCarthy. Kevin's disappointed. What is he? No, I just find it. I find, listen. I, I I've said I I have said a million times. Brian's a flim flam man, and then people get mad because they don't know what a flim flam man is. But basically, it's like like even Bruce, who lives in my building, who I wanted Bruce said he'll come on the show to defend Brian. But Brian, uh, Brian, like he makes up stuff, he embellishes stuff, and you really never care until then, until you care, and then you're like, everything he says is like bullshit, and then then it becomes kind of like you know some meat on the bone there. But it's just like, like I, I just you know you reach a point where you just want to know some truth to any matter, like you know, like when he when he took his thing out on on on. Uh, on in hot water, it's like he kept saying how big it was, and then it's just regular, if that. <laughs> and then you're like, and then you know he says hey, he's rich and he's done this, and then so and then he's always saying like, I mean, so, uh, Joe Exotic made a clip where uh, we were talking about I forget what the context was, but Brian said, yeah, I'm doing my taxes now, and oh, he's talking about being friends with Jim Norton, and he goes, you know, we're both self-made men, and. You know, and I, I was doing my taxes, and I look at my bank, and, and you know, I, I have millions of dollars in a bank. And it's like, first of all, nobody has millions of dollars in a bank because that's not where you keep millions of dollars. You like, you invest it. You don't it doesn't sit in the bank. So I, I basically said on the show, well, show us, you know, because I could print out my bank statement if there's a printer. I could print it out in fifty in thirty five seconds. Lenny's printer. So, so for for him to keep. For him to keep saying all these things, like, just show us once. Like, show us once. Show us. You know, he said he said he made, you know, he's got millions of dollars in a bank. And, I, and I, one time I asked him, how much did you get paid for the Dos Equis ad? And he goes, you know, $25,000. And i am like, how, how is that millions? How is that millions of dollars in a bank? 25000 in New York money is nothing. And it's, uh, you know, after taxes, it's, it's half of that or whatever. So... So after a while, you just, you just, you know, but, but, and another thing is classic flim flam man uh, characteristics is they have no long-term friends because everyone eventually goes, oh, he's a flim flam man. So his best friends are Bruce, who we met through me, who lives in my building, and Adam, who, who we met through me. Like those are his two best friends. That's why he can't get any guests on his show because everybody who knows him knows he's a flim flam man. And after a while, you just, you just move on. You're like, okay. He is what he is, and then it's time to it's time to move on to real people. 
I also think like when he came on my show at the beginning, he said, all right, I'm going to tell the truth or, or at the beginning of the truth. So that's when people started digging it up. Because no, he said, he said, I'm going to tell the truth or what I believe is truthful. Okay. That's even worse. I think, uh, cause I mean, no, I, he, I think it's, I think he stole that from uh, Seinfeld, but which he said, claims he never watches, but cause I think they do. That's like a famous line from Seinfeld. I'm not sure, but some variation of that. And uh, so he's basically saying, I think that's how he lives his life. I'm, I'm going to tell my truth or what I believe is truthful. So he can say, I'm not lying. That's how I remember it. That's how, I mean, he would say, he would say, you know, uh, Kevin, I saw Ke uh, emails Kevin wrote. I saw emails over there. I saw emails, emails Kevin wrote to Keith the cop saying he wanted Brian, uh, he wanted Bill Schultz fired. Brian can't see. And he would have never, I would have never shown him an email. Like I didn't, I didn't go through, I didn't run my business through Brian. He was my, he was my sidekick. You don't run your business through your sidekick. So after a while you just go like, okay, he's, he's a, he's just a liar and that's fine. <laughs> so, so uh, I it guess takes all, it takes all kinds, you know, you're wearing a ski mask. Chad's in Florida at the gym. I'm at my house. It's my anniversary. And Dominic, I don't know where he is. So it's like, if we are all the same, that wouldn't be a good show. So it's like, you know, it's, it, it takes, all, it takes all, all kinds, as, as, the, as that song says, as that uh, Whitney Houston song says. Anyway, the point is, the point is Brian's an idiot. And uh, I can't believe you did work to research this. Great research. And, great research. Good stuff. And it's, and it's amazing that, that Brian should be flattered out of his ass that anyone even took the time to prove that he was such a flimflam man. I mean, I really hope, I hope he gets back on Twitter to try to, to refute himself on this. But I mean, there, it goes on to, to even there's some more lies in here that are amazing. Like what? What do you got? Uh, what do you say? Brian claimed he had to sign a non-disclosure and that copywriters get no credit. And then when I asked him about it on my show, he said, he goes on to say, yeah, you know, no one knows who wrote the Oscar jokes. Yeah, you, <laughs> they win fucking Emmy for primetime awards. So people do know who wrote those jokes, right? Dominic, is that what you're saying? Yeah, actually, I looked that up last night. <laughs> if you type in Dozaki's copywriter, you can get a Paul Fixed. It's uh, Paul Fix. He, he brings up, like, it, it, Paul Fix was involved with the Dozaki states. He was involved with writing the billboards. The billboards, it shows how proud the guy was of the writing that they did and the project that they did and how they started. They weren't a huge organization and they built this campaign up to something that everybody knows. And like, these guys are so proud of it. And no, this Paul Fix well, well, guy created, and all these other gentlemen, they list all the awards that they, sorry, Kevin. It just created, create, like, cause you said, Dos Equis was a small beer company before the ad and then through the ad campaign, it shows the power of an ad campaign. So. So when you when Brian said I created the most the the Dosecki's ad the most interesting man in the world everybody knows it so when he would say that to me I said you 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 came up with that because then I'd be like then he would be a multimillionaire yeah even if he was blind even if he was a blind alcoholic if you created that you would be a multimillionaire because you would get so many ad campaigns from that like everybody would be going to come up something similar for me so so when he said that I said you created that? he goes. Well, no, I wrote some some of the jokes, and then I go, and then it got down to, you know, later on somebody else asked him, and he goes, "Well, I didn't, I didn't, I wrote some jokes for the ad campaign." So basically, it's like yeah. he wrote some jokes for the ad campaign. I mean, it was like one time I was working for, I was writing for George Lopez, and for the Latin Grammy. Somehow I got a job working for George Lopez for Latin Grammy. So I asked <laughs> my friend Stan Stankos, I go. 
can you throw, you know, I'm, at this point I'm desperate. I'm like, can you help me? Can you come up with some Latin Grammy jokes? So he wrote them. And then I, I and then like a year later, I saw that he was, uh, I saw his bio or whatever. We did a gig together. He said one of his credits, he wrote for the Latin Grammys. And I was like, you didn't, I wrote for them. You didn't. You, you gave me, like, I was just giving him shit to give him shit. But I'm like, you use it as a credit. You, you gave me jokes that I didn't use. So theoretically, so I think that's how I have Brian. Brian pitched jokes and maybe they gave him some money. Maybe they had so much money to throw around that they're like, uh, we have this much money. We'll give you twenty five thousand to write. You know, uh, it didn't, know. It, it didn't no, even make no. it. It didn't even make it that far. Well, what the what the, the whole timeline in the report, Kevin, that you got in the email. Th there's no way that he could have ever set up to get paid for this if it's four years later that he's saying, and then he's also saying that he had to sign a non disclosure. But then, okay, okay so would you guys like to know something? Yeah. This this ad campaign started off with radio DJ ads and those billboards that they are ever so proud of. They didn't have all this money to throw around. They didn't have money to spend. They, they started off with billboard and radio ads. Chad, you know what that's like. That's low end. Yeah, it's totally low end. And I have a tweet right here of Brian. He's uh, tweeting from his old Twitter, I have it saved, to Adrian Courier saying, hey, I'm the guy who wrote the Dos Equis ads. He's trying to get him on the Brian McCarthy show. So he's gone on saying he wrote the ads. Now, how long ago was this? Uh... I just have this. Okay, have all right. Time. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because I think he's still off of the Twitter, but if he would, you know, needs to make it again to, to refute himself on this, because I don't know, after this report, it's, it's pretty hard to pull out of. Uh, so I think that's why he was kept changing the subject on the show to quickly to the 85-inch TV, because that was another lie that somebody had to, to try to catch him in. So he, it's just lie after lie. and that, Now I know why the show went on for so long when he was on. Ski mask, I've been in his house before. It's not an 80-inch TV. I've seen it. Okay, yeah, good. And he, he even claimed and to have the receipts. His house isn't even nice, right, Chad? Yeah, it's like two shitty houses put together. It's like a trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's like two bad apartments. So you, you just made a one big bad apartment. It's not, it's, you know, he makes it seem like, when I went out there, I was like, I expected to see like, you know, like when, you know, you see uh, Evander Holyfield's house in, in Atlanta, like this big, sprawling like beautiful with pillars and white pillars and then you go there you're like I, I was I didn't want to insult him right at his house plus it was good Friday but I was like this is not this is not what I anticipated at all but um but you know again nobody ever calls him anything because like Adam and Bruce I like I was going to do the show with uh, have ski mask do, do my show with Adam but then I thought like I will just make Adam uncomfortable because Adam doesn't care like, uh, like Adam doesn't care and, and Bruce doesn't care. Like they, I don't even know if his wife cares. I think that he just lies so much that people just go, uh, you know, people that quote unquote love him just kind of, that's part of his personality that he's a, that he's an embellisher. I know. But, uh, but then when you get mad at him and you, 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 after a while you're like, okay, this guy, he's just a liar. Okay. Can I weigh in real quick? The reason I like, I'm getting a lot of, uh, a lot of flack cause I'm coming down on Brian. They're saying I'm jealous of Brian that he was your co-host. That's not the case. What did it for me is when he went after Brody the, day, the next day after he died, and it became a thing. It really hurt my feelings. It was so disrespectful and so mean that I said, I'm going to remember this one day. And I never liked Brian, and I always questioned him, always questioned every one of his stories. So now I'm coming out, and I'm coming out strong. That's why I gave out his number because what he did, for, did to Brody, I was pissed yeah, off, and yeah. I'm still pissed off. Well, the, uh, the Brody thing was another example of Brian being absolutely delusional. That's true. 
Right. Where he just, he's like, this is, this is what I believe is true. Even though, uh, you know, he partied with him and then it was turned out to be Bronston Jones. Yeah. But yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, Brian's an alcoholic, he's blind. So he can get, he can get, like, it's not like the cops would rely on him as a credible witness, but still for him to like insist that it was Brody Stevens and that he hung out with on New Year's Eve. And even though Brody Stevens was at the comedy store, and again, nobody calls Brian on it. And then even if you do, Brian just laughs. And then also when Brian was drunk, he was easy to deal with. But then when he became, when he became sober, he just, he took himself seriously or something. It was just, it was very annoying. Because mm. when he was, he was super drunk that day, he was shitting on uh, Brody. So I just let it pass. I mean, I told I him it pissed. was appropriate. I hung I up. I mean, it was funny for my show because my show is called Burning Bridges. But it, but afterwards, I was like, that's that wasn't appropriate. And he, then he was just he would just laugh it off, like because you know he was the drunk sidekick. But then one, but then when he got sober, you know, he's calling me out. Oh, you 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 were talking about my daughters, and I'm like, but, <laughs> but he he introduced it. He made the joke. I just I just tagged it or whatever. But then he got all like, you know, uh, I don't I don't like all this disrespect that I'm getting, and it's like. But Brian, you're a liar. You lie to. You he lied lie about his piece. Yeah, yeah, he you, lie, you, you believe what the you believe the truth, even though it's not the truth. He dishes it out, but he can't take it. So right. soon, I mean, he's the same guy who says, "I don't mute people. I don't block people." Then a day later, he deletes his Twitter done. completely. He's off. And I, I do have proof. Uh, Chrissy Mayer was on the show Friday, and she did in fact say that Brian does not have a large piece. So that's uh, definitive proof, and she would know if anybody knew, right? He was, he was right, right there. there. He was up close. Yeah, exactly. So she said that Brian's piece is, in fact, not large as he claims. So that's, I mean, this lie after lie after lie. Even when, we did a, even when we did a live show one time, his wife was at the show, and Brian says, you know, he's such a hack. The first, the first like, minute of the show, he's talking about how big his thing is. And <laughs> says to his wife, says to his wife, uh, isn't, isn't, isn't it true, honey, that we can't do certain positions because of how big I am? And she's like, she just nodded. And I'm like, it's just so, it's whatever. You know, what is she going to say? Like, no, you're lying. So everyone, yep. just, everyone just plays along with them. I mean, listen, that's what happens in life. Like, if you're, you know, uh, you can find people that will play along with you no matter what you are. But I'm just saying, Brian has no long-term friends because he talks to Bruce every day, but there's nobody else, like, in his life that... Well, isn't Bruce an alcoholic now, too? Yeah, didn't Bruce, uh, Bruce start drinking heavy or... I mean, I don't want to shit on Bruce. Aren't we focusing on Brian? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know. No, Bruce is, Bruce is a good guy. Bruce likes Brian because, you know, Brian, Brian is like because of Brian drinking. Is what he is. He's a good time. Well, they, they got along because he, he used to get Brian. Brian was drinking so much. And, of course, alcoholics need different people to drink with. So he would, he, then he embraced Bruce because Bruce was looking for a guy to, uh, Bruce works from home. So he's always bored. So he was. Look at Brian as a good opportunity to get him out of the house. But then Brian was taking him to strip clubs, and now Bruce is divorced. Yeah, didn't anyway, Brian ruin his marriage? Didn't Brian yeah, ruin his did. marriage? He did. He did. Is, <laughs> and any chance of getting it back? <laughs> hey, uh, no, Bruce is fine. Bruce is fine. Bruce, I saw Bruce yesterday. He said he might do the show because I said he should do the show yeah. and defend Brian. And then he said he did. Well, he doesn't want to be in show business. And I said, well, it's just. It's just, you know, it's a goof anyway, but still, I mean, it would be funny to hear a guy 
defending Brian. Yeah, because I mean, I know you said, uh, like, uh, yeah, Adam doesn't care about the whole situation, but even on the last episode, he kept pressing Chad on what new evidence Chad had. So, I mean, he was interested in, in somewhat that he was lying about the Dosecki's campaign. I think that was as much about Chad as it was about Brian, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably so. But <laughs> so Adam was at, Adam was pressing Chad. Well, whatever Chad said on on your last episode, MLC, Chad said that he had new evidence uh, uh, that uh, Brian did not write the Dosakis commercial, and Adam kept pressing him to uh, the, for the evidence, and so like he was showing interest in Brian lying about it. So it it made it seem like Adam doesn't know what side to believe. Yeah, yeah but I, Brian is just a Brian is just a paycheck for Adam. True. Why, why would you want to cut that off? This, this guy's paying him every week for his little bullshit fucking show that's a piece of shit. But <laughs> why would Adam, what's Adam going to do? He's like a fucking hooker. Like the, the fuck, you got the guy coming in, he's five foot two, he's got a two inch cock, gives you a hundred bucks for an hour. You don't fucking give two shits. You take the fucking hundred bucks. You're like, oh yeah, that's a great cock, buddy. Love yeah, fuck you do got yeah. a big piece. Yeah. I mean, Adam, I mean, well, Adam, you know, to be fair to Adam, he's, he's good at what he does. So he doesn't, I mean, even, even if it, the show is as bad as it is, uh, even as bad as Brian's show is, Adam just kind of still kind of, you know, powers through it because it's like, I mean, it's not that big a paycheck. He doesn't, he doesn't pay Brian a lot. He doesn't pay uh, uh, Adam a lot. But, but, you know, Adam's just kind of grandfathered in. He, you know, that's his Friday show and. He gives them, and now they're quote unquote friends. They, I don't think they socialize much. I mean, but if, if Brian used to, when he would go to Callagher's to the strip club, he would always invite Adam and Bruce and me and whatever. So, so Adam's like part of that crew. But I mean, it, it, I don't know really what Adam thinks at this point about Brian. I think he likes him. I mean, he used to go to his house every Friday, but, but I think he knows that Brian is a bit of a, a something, you know. Hey, we're actually not talking about the big Tory we put was putting on. What happened with that? Well, let me before that. Let me ask you a question, Dominic. So, will anything? Yes. Have you contacted any of these guys that could like literally say Brian had nothing to do with the Dosecki's ads? Yeah, can we get in touch with Steve Blatter? <laughs> or is his calendar full? Well, Steve Blatter just works for Sirius. He had actually no connection. That's just the name Brian threw out, but. Michael Blatter didn't have any connection, so it's what? None of these guys have connection to it at all, right? Yeah, no. Uh, all the information is available on the Dosecki's campaign, and none of the none of the names that Brian gave are the guys who wrote the campaign. And the right. the, the guy the the people that came up with the campaign are probably like a huge company now, right? Yeah, and they're all copywriters. They win all these awards. It like it, it's an, it's not a it's not a hidden society like when he did the pornography. Or even that that uh, the the wrestling that he did with Steve Carell, I, I watched one of those programs that Steve Carell did today. There's no credits. There's no anything. Like it's just he just does blank. They they do very low rent projects. Dominic, this is what happened. He was drunk with that guy Michael Blatter, and they were at a party, and they saw they saw Dosecki's ads, and they start coming up with their own, just joking around, drunk. And well, that yeah, was Brian. as far as. Brian says here that uh, Michael was babbling to him, explaining to him what the most interesting man looks like. And that was uh, four years after the ad campaign had already started. And Brian's timeline when Michael's explaining to him what the most interesting man would look like, right? So um, that's four years. That's a long timeline. Yeah, yeah he was like, just having fun with it. And it, he, he never wrote. He just thought he wrote after that drunken ha hangout. He's like, oh, I'm a writer now. 
Yeah. Brian was just trying to, he was just trying to tie them all together because he knows Michael Blatter works for Dos Equis doing the party. He does the uh, parties. He does consumer okay. events. That's what Michael Blatter does. He does consumer events Brian, for Dos yeah, Brian, Brian or his wife probably met them in the course of like the New York parties. And Michael yeah. Blatter was probably putting a cardboard cutout of the most interesting man <laughs> up one day. Yeah, you just, you've taken it out of the package. And then Brian walked up and said, wouldn't it be great if we came up with that ad campaign? And then Michael looked at him and said, who says we didn't? You know? And then now, we're, Boom. now we're here Nailed talking it. about it, you know? Nailed it. <laughs> so, I, 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 don't, I, I mean, honestly, if Brian's going to lie about that many things, I don't think, you know, him, like Kevin originally said, I messaged Kevin on Twitter. I said, hey, what should I interview Brian about? Kevin said, just give him a regular interview, hand him the rope. And that's what we did because I just asked him. I said, let's get into it. How'd you come up with the Dosakis commercial? You know, how'd you write it? He gave yeah, all these where facts. Were you? Yeah. Where were you when it came up with it? I was in this chair. Yeah. I mean, even, even when he did it, even when he did a tour, like people were asking. He always says, you know, uh, our people were <laughs> asking, where'd you find that, Chad? Google. <laughs> No, but even when, Chad, when Brian was like, people are asking to see a tour of my house. Like, nobody was asking. Maybe Flat Cat was asking, uh, can you, why don't you show us your house? And I've been to his house. He shows the, the kitchen because he the has kitchen. this expensive dishwasher or something or an expensive range or something. Yeah, so he shows that. Range. So he goes, he go, then he goes upstairs and he shows one room where he does his podcast, which is like, they're all little rooms. So then he goes, then he's like, and down there, there's a long hallway with a bunch of rooms. They're all, it's like a boarding house. There's a bunch of, there's a, there's a, there's just little rooms. When he showed me where him and his wife make the magic, I was like, <laughs> well, that's a little room for magic making. Don't, don't you think there's something wrong with a guy that has that many portraits of himself throughout the house? I mean, that's the first thing I picked well, he, up on. I'll say he's being ironic, but I. You know, there's so many I different agree. ones and they're hung perfectly in different positions. I he's don't know a delusional narcissist. Yes. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, because he's always you're talking about himself and then, and then he'll continue the lies. Like, he'll probably still come out and say that he wrote the Doseki set, even though we disproved it. Because well, he knows Brian, that you can't, he knows that you kind of can't, um, you know, like unless we get the guys and then he'll say the guys are lying. It's hard to Kevin, like, Kevin, there's no way he wrote Kevin. No, I believe you. I'm saying, I'm saying, I believe you. I'm just saying it's hard for Brian. If Brian was watching the show, he'd be like, well, they don't have proof. So he knows that if you lie enough, he just knows. Listen, if people, if people do something for, for long enough, they know what they can get away with. So he knows that if you lie, most people are never going to check or be able to prove that they're lying or, or go through the effort to prove that they're lying. So they just lie, you know, like, like sometimes I'm these Joe Exotic clips from Bernie Bridges where, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know, he, he wanted to go camping with Norton. And I was like, he would just say some, some stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, like he really thinks that. Like he thinks that, you know, he, it's just, it's like, I think it's based in insecurity, I guess. But like, so to compensate for all that, he's just like, you know, I, I have a big penis and I have a gigantic house and I have a beautiful wife and I should go camping with Jim Norton. And, you know, I call him to Jim and Sam, I call him to Bennington, like, I mean, it was yeah, good it when, when it was running good. Like, he called me one more, one Monday morning, and he goes, he texts me, and he goes, he goes, oh, I, did you hear what I did? I go, no. He goes, I called in the gym, and Sam, and told him I was uh, not drinking anymore. I'm like, 
my first thought was they don't give a fuck like they don't they really don't fuck. that that so, brought the whole show to a halt i listened to that episode just to hear what he would say when he called in yeah so then he's like then so then he so then when we did our show that monday he goes well this is kind of like old news but you know i'm not i'm like nobody cares <laughs> and everybody knows you're not you're not quitting drinking you're doing it for attention and like oh i honey look i called in jim and sam honey look i'm in show business i called in jim and sam and I told him I'm not drinking anymore. And I know Sam is like, say, I mean, Norton is more uh, sympathetic to Brian than, than like Sam like caught on right away. Like this guy's like a- He's a piece like, of shit. Yeah, he just Nobody knew did. what he was, he just knew he was kind of angling his way to become a regular on the show. So I here's another way. He got, go ahead, Dom. He got nothing. He angled his way into absolutely nothing. Here's one thing I found out too. I didn't tell you about Kev. Here's, it's kind of breaking. He still calls Godfrey. He still calls oh. his phone number. Uh oh. And says what? He just leaves messages. Godfrey never answers. <laughs> does he call him? Does he call him like when that black guy got killed in Minnesota, like to express his sympathies to black people? I don't know about that. I can't confirm that. Huh. Yeah. Can you confirm that for next show? Hey, uh, Dominic. You know what? I, I think we should try to get a hold of some of the guys from uh, Brian's younger life to disprove that he was ever a drug dealer because I don't know how somebody like that being so loud out there could really deal drugs, man. You got to be quiet about that kind of thing. And I don't yeah, think he'd he be able to he, shut up about he it. He, he said he had his Thanksgiving in Washington Heights with his drug dealer one Thanksgiving. We got we to gotta find out some, some people from his we – we'll get the timeline together, find out who was hanging around back then, and uh, we'll send out some emails. <laughs> I'm sure that guy's Steve dead. I'm sure that drug dealer's dead. Yeah. Ski mask. You should try to get on Eddie if because he's the one that created all of this mess. Yeah, all yeah. I, I was thinking about it on, uh, on the Twitter, but it it seems like it'd be probably a hard get. But who knows? Who knows what could happen? You know, Bob Biggerstein. No, Eddie is very Eddie. Uh, I can speak for Eddie if he's very available. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, man, that'd be a good one. He, he's even when comedy's back, he'll be doing nothing. And uh, I'll, and I think he would. I mean, the thing with Eddie, Eddie's kind of full of shit too. So that's why him and Brian hit it off so well. But I think Eddie would tell you a little, would be a little candid about Brian. I think it, he, would, is, he wouldn't tell you exactly Brian's uh, like history in Los Angeles, but he would be, he would give me some insight probably. Before he joined your show, he told me Brian, who comes on his podcast, he has amazing stories. Amazing. He's like, he's, he's the perfect co-host for Kevin. I remember that phone call distinctively. Cause he was trying to sell me on this Brian and I met the guy. I'm like, this is the guy you're hyping up this dude. <laughs> yeah. He has good stories, but they're, they're not true. I mean, if you know, if everyone made up stories, they, you know, they're good stories. And they like, again, he's cocktail party valuable because he, you know, at a cocktail party, he's like the most interesting man there because he's got a lot of stories and he's friends with Jim Norton well, and I, uh, he's a co-host of many podcasts and he used to deal drugs and where, where most of the guys there I haven't done anything. He's I've always with been, Jim Jeffries. Yeah, I've, I've always been weary of, of somebody that, that can tell the same story to, to every different type of crowd. Normally when a story is true, you, you pick and choose which crowds you're going to tell it to, you know what I mean? But he's right. amazing stories, so at any time he's anywhere, no matter who it is, he's got to tell that story. Yeah, and it's like the machine. Because he has it memorized because he knows it's fucking live. <laughs> you know, if it's a true story, you're going to forget bits and pieces every now and then. Chad is shitting on Burt now. Oh yeah, I said it's Just the machine. Like, oh, like the <laughs> did you hear Neil was on? Uh, I didn't hear it, but a couple of people told me Neil was on with Bert and Tom Segura, and uh, 
Neil said, uh, like, basically, I'm uh, debatably retarded. You? Well, he said one of my brothers is like, he, he's, he's special needs. He's, deb he's debatably retarded. And then Tom Segura apparently goes, I think I know which one. Uh, <laughs> hang, 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 hang. Uh, ribbing. I didn't listen, so I don't know how it went down. But people are like, are you going to tolerate that? I'm like, first of all, they didn't name my name, which is typical. You know, you don't name names. You just make implications, which why podcasts suck. But you, you don't you don't name names. And, and so I can't say anything. But even if they did name my name, I, I wouldn't care. Still better than nothing. Somebody go read the comments and say if they uh, say if they name some names in the comments. Sometimes that happens, and uh, we'll get down to the bottom of it. <laughs> no, well, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, you, you people can say whatever they want, right, Chad? Yeah, you can say you wrote the Dosecchi's ads. Yeah, that's true. What uh, now? What what's the deal? I mean, with it wouldn't make sense if he wrote the Dosecchi's ads and he was like he had this like incredible apartment in Park Slope. And every and all that, and he, you know, but as it turns out, that's not true. So, you know, whatever. I kind of admire the guy on some level because he just makes up stuff, and and like I can't, I'm not good at it. I'd rather just, I'd rather just tell the truth and try to make that entertaining as opposed to just making up stuff. Because at some point, you just be like, why are you making up stuff? So people will like you. So people will think you're funny. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But Eddie If does it too. We got to get him on the show. Yeah. Be a good one. Yeah, get down. To, I don't mean. Eddie said he was gonna. Eddie have said he's gonna put out the the fire, the Malibu fires, with a hose on standing on his roof. But and he was being serious. I remember that. Yeah, and then I talked to. Uh, I think I think I in the sky because he he uh, works with fire, and uh, I go, that's a joke, right? He goes, yeah, it's laughable. But but again, Eddie says it. He believes it to be true, and then you just what are you gonna do until he has a fire and it destroys everything? Mm. Then he'll learn his lesson. Who's got kids in the background? Chad, you? No, I'm at the gym. Oh, by the way, shout out to Julie. She's a fan of Ski Mask, Kevin. And I met her at the gym yesterday. She came up. Oh, really? Me. Yeah, this gym. In shout out, Julie. What up? Yeah, I think her name's Julie. I hope she so. A hottie? Is she a hottie? Yeah, what's, or a yeah hottie? what's going on? She's just a you know, nice girl. She came up, says a huge fan of Ski Mask, Kevin, and Compound Media. Oh, how awesome. Does she not, how does she, she just recognize you? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you're going to kill it in Tampa. Yeah, you're, you're gonna yeah. Uh, we got Florida's it. greatest comedian on the line. We forgot to introduce. Yeah. Look at that. Florida's best. <laughs> How's the weather down there? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Shout out to Bob Levy. Uh, he's getting divorced. I, it's my 14th anniversary today, so I feel, a little, uh, I feel a little something. Oh, yeah. Shout out Mrs. Brennan. Dang, everybody's going through a little something. <laughs> crazy I'm, I, when i get off the show i think my girlfriend's coming over to dump me yeah yeah you should you should take that when she comes over also in a ski mask i no man it'd be <laughs> it'd be way over if i did that but maybe no, I that's should. why you guys have a lot in common you both wear ski masks all the time that's true yeah yeah but she, how's she's your, how's your brother doing he's all right actually he keeps sending me messages uh because he doesn't like chad saying uh about florida's greatest comedian so he keeps sending me messages I'll show you a few of them. They're pretty funny. Like he's well, he a, thinks because uh, he thinks it's fraudulent. Well, he said he said, he sent me this. He said Florida man, Florida. Well, you can't see it way over there. Then he's, I said Jesus. He said Florida's greatest comedian. I said uh, then I said uh, yeah, him and Kevin are about to, yeah. I said him and Kevin are about to do my show. He said tonight. He said all right. If I'm watching, I'll take a drink every time Chad says Florida or Tampa. 
Well, he drank <laughs> twice. He drank yeah. twice. No, I'm proud. I'm proud. But yeah, no, he, he thinks it, he thinks it's funny. So does Dominic have any other information? What else do you need? I mean, um, you, it was incredible. The best part <laughs> is Dominic looks like he works for a private detective. Yeah, like, no. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "This guy looks perfect." <laughs> he looks like a. He looks like a like he, uh, he was a cop for ten years, and he, something went wrong, and they got in St. Louis. It went wrong in St. Louis. <laughs> Whenever Kevin brings up the story of where the people think he's an undercover cop, I'm like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I get that all the time." Yeah. <laughs> It was fantastic. I mean, literally, he looks like he, wor- he looks like he like literally works for an investigator. He shows up, and he's like, "Got the all the all the info." Where I'm like, "Where'd you get this?" He goes, "I got my sources. Don't worry about. it. I got my sources." Well, I mean, at least so he- it, it it plays out perfectly. He's like the loose cannon. He's the loose cannon cop. He doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> right. Plenty of type. Dirty <laughs> Harry. It was great investigating work. Congratulations on breaking that. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is breaking news right here. I think uh, if Brian wasn't done before, he's got to be done now. Who's going to have him on the show? On a show if he's going to come on and just lie? Let's get him to delete his Facebook now. Oh, I mean, I can easily do that. I can just uh, you know, hey everybody on the Twitter, go make some Facebook accounts and uh, follow Brian McCarthy. <laughs> well, the best part is he st- whenever he starts now, the fans just like like when he started his stupid dislabeled YouTube. Joe Exotic's like, hey, I'll start my own Disney. <laughs> hey, you know what's really sad about it? When I was in the ninth grade, I made a Facebook uh, page called 1995 Chevy about a truck, and it has twice yeah. as many followings as his, as his Facebook page, and I haven't touched it in like 10 years. Right, and he has not, he has not posted one video from his disabled, uh, you know, he was begging people, he took off his shirt. Right. He's so crazy. He's wild. Well, he was going to send me he was going to send me a full full episodes until uh Chad gave out his number then he got pretty angry at me. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, hey, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Chad, Chad doesn't play fair. No, I do play fair. I was holding on to the Brody thing. You play thing. to win. I saying you I, I like that you play to win. I'm like yeah. Jordan. But yeah, then you, uh, you but then Brian the was afraid Brian was afraid to at- attack Chad after that. He was like uh he, he would like call me and yell at me. And I was like, take it up with Chad. I mean, he read the number. I was like, it's not my fault. It's on YouTube. I mean, take it up with him. It's not my dealing with Chad. I don't want to talk to Chad. And he just blew up on me. He called my phone like 10 times in a day. I had to block it. But I also, did I ever tell a story about how he stuck me with a bill when we went out to lunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told that. Uh, about 10 times. Yeah. 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 That's Chad. We heard it. Yeah. You wanted holding, a sandwich, right? And yeah. I, was, I, I held on to that one too. So I just held. And, I, yeah. And then he. He ordered for you, and then he and then he split the bill with you. Yeah. yeah. And then when yeah. I asked him about it, when I asked him about it on the show, uh, Brian said, "No, I, I always I always pick up a check. I always pick up a check." Lie, lie, uh, lie. Yeah, that's lie. what he says. Yeah, and that's because I always. The best part was when he was on. I think it was on your show where he goes. He goes, you know, to be fair, Kevin's uh, Kevin always pick up the check, and he he was always fair about money. Who says the guy's a douchebag, but he's always fair about money? Every time you work with a guy. You're like he's cheap. He tried to rip me off. So for him to be like, "Oh, Kevin's a, is, is a piece of shit," but he was always good about money. He always he was always fair, and he always picked up every tab. And it's like, then how can you say anything bad bad about me? Because it's like nobody does that. Nobody's like that honorable. But uh, you know, but uh, but yeah, but but Brian will be like, "Yeah, I pick up all the checks." And I mean, he's just he's a liar. Stop and I know he would do that. I know bill. he would do that because he would take you to an expensive place. Because uh, they would, you know, he, he want, like I told Chad, he wanted a place. He couldn't just go get a sandwich at the Subway uh, place. 
he had to go to a restaurant he had to be where seen. he get drunk. Where he, no, we get drunk. Yeah, because he, he got sick of drinking and eating alone. So he's like, oh, I got this Chad guy here. And so I won't be sitting there like a loser. It was 1130 in the afternoon. He bottled, he got a bottle of wine. The bartender was annoyed with us, completely annoyed with us. (laughs) He probably drank the whole thing and then did a podcast and said he wrote the Dos Equis commercial. Yeah. Yeah, Even about how much he drank, he would lie. He would say, I had four bottles of wine today. Nobody has four bottles of wine. No. you, You can't drink that much. Your body will not even... Well, I used to that when I, I used to watch your show a lot when I, whenever I used to be a drunk, and that was one thing I always picked up on was how much he was lying about the amounts of him drinking, like two or three rosés. No, but that sometimes his face would be so red. That's at least five or six rosés. There's you're not getting a red face from two or three rosés. It's just not happening. Yeah, but he would say he had four. He would say I would say how much did you drink? He said all day yesterday, probably five bottles of wine. Times that by three. No, 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 no! I'm saying you. Oh, no the bottles, the bottles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a, like five glasses. That's that's one thing. But like four bottles of wine. Like, no, your body wouldn't even would well, reject it. Yeah, you would, you would get sick first, and then they'd, even if yeah. you were to hand it down, you'd be asleep. I mean, like if you drink, if you drink too much water, you could die. Yeah, you know, they've had they've had those those shock jocks, right, Chad? Shock jocks. They remember they killed that lady. They they had a contest to see who could drink that much water, and the lady died. <laughs> so, uh, so Did she win anything? that much wine. You can't even, you'd be so drunk and just, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, I might have to wrap this up because I got to do my own show now at three o'clock Eastern. All right. Who, you got on? who do you have on? Yeah, who you got going? I got Eric, Eric Clapton, and I also have uh, the guy from uh, the Beastie Boys. Holy shit. Adam Horowitz? News. All right. Uh, not dead. I don't know. I don't know who we got. I don't book it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i forgot ray devito books it yeah that's my out now i don't yeah no yeah. I, I just whoever they give me i just make the best of it i make lemonade out of lemon <laughs> no but we got we're gonna debate this cop thing like the guy the, the cop who killed the guy in you should get godfrey on he's pissed off about it really yeah like godfrey's gonna yeah no one guy's for they're both white one guy's a cop and one guy is anti-cop but he's also white so you gotta know, get that guy I, on uh who was that guy that did Ari Lang's podcast a long time ago? The cop with the documentary. That guy's fun to talk to. What's Michael. His name? Michael. Uh, with the seven five was the name of the documentary, but he was a New oh, York cop. Oh yeah, that cop. was a good show. Yeah, I, I, maybe I'll talk to Dan. I'll no, he'll do your show. Like I, he, I followed him on Twitter a long time ago, and he would just respond to everybody. He'll do your show. Okay, good. He's I'll a lot of fun. Up. He'll 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 name names. Okay, good. You want me to text Godfrey for you, Kevin? No, I got to do it right now. But I'll talk to Godfrey at any point. All right. Thank you, Dominic, Kevin, Chad, for joining us. Uh, we're getting down to the bottom of it. And I, I guess it's proved, right? Brian McCarthy did not write the Dos Equis ad as proved here on Ski Mask Collective. I thank you guys. Yeah, and I personally want to thank uh, Dominic for, I don't know what yeah. kind of schedule he's on, but you know, he's not in show business, so he just did us a favor by no, coming I, on. I want to thank Dominic because I felt like I was a man alone with that Dos Equis thing. I, I knew it was bullshit, so thank you, Dominic. Love all you guys. Fantastic. Kevin. All the years of entertainment you brought us. And Chad has a fantastic podcast. Everyone should check it out. Sit down, Zoom up. Check that Thank out. You. Good episodes. Good guest. All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks, Ski Mask. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you, right. Ski Don't, Mask. And, Later. and like, Brian, like Chad says, uh, get off of Brian's Patreon and get on everybody else's. Yes, everyone's. <laughs> uh,